Hey guys, welcome back to the Well Said Podcast. My name is Andre, and we are back to talk about what it means to follow Jesus in a post-Christian culture. Today's episode is one that uh, I'm pretty excited about. We've been trying to make it happen, but uh, this special guest has been very hard to get on the show. You run a tight schedule, man. special. Yeah, (laughs) very special. Um, My friend and brother, uh, Victor, is here with us, and he is here to talk about, answer some questions about what it's like uh, in the world of law enforcement right now, how he views his job, and how does it connect with his Christian worldview uh, in terms of seeing what we see unfolding before us politically and how we should respond. So, Victor, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. We've had a lot of conversations. Obviously, a lot of us, probably everyone, is talking about it's kind of getting annoying. Like every time you get together with friends, it's like, mm-hmm. can we not talk about like Trump and Biden and whatever's going on? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just getting sick of it. So honestly, I was trying to make this happen last couple of months, but then I'm like, let's just like not for a while. Um, Cause it's, it felt like probably like, especially in July and August, it's like anytime we get together with friends, it's all we're talking about the protests and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think it's actually nice now to have a little bit of distance and just be like, okay, let's let's just like loop around and ask some questions and you know. Yeah, except it's like the calm before the storm with elections coming around the corner and right. That's gonna get kind of crazy. You know, and I tend to be, I tend to be, I don't know what, how you feel, but like, I tend to be like seesawing back and forth. Like on one hand, I'm like, oh, the apocalypse is coming, society is melting down. On the other hand, I don't know, the optimist in me wants to say, you know, history fluctuates. God works through situations in surprising ways. And maybe, like, the election's going to finish and people are just going to be like, whatever, I'm going home. Um, Well, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it. But just one thing to say about that is when you know that Jesus is king and that is your conviction, you're not so attached to all these, um, the latest news, the latest, like, who's elected to this and that. You just kind of ride the wave and live your life faithfully in your Christian life. And you realize that you're actually, you can't control all these things, but also there is one who is in control. Right. And your uh, response to all this is really just, okay, Lord, where do you want me in this? Like, right. how do I go about this? What do I tell my kids, my family? And um, you're not so connected to like, oh my goodness, should I be bunkering down? Or yeah. This or that? yeah. Like God will lead you where you need to Storing go. up food and water, buy, yeah. buying guns. Yeah. yeah. No, see, and here's <laughs> the thing. It's like, there's two sides. I want to be mindful and intelligent about what's going on, but I also want to be a believer. And yeah. Um, I think I was thinking about this this week is like, I think one of the reasons we kept getting cycled into conversations and I think still people are, uh, politics, politics, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. It's because we want to be able to predict the future Mm. and we, and, and that gives us a sense of calm, like, oh, some sort of control. And it's like, you never do because you, everybody you talk to is just as confused and anxious. That's why people are so sucked into like these little prophets or these little uh, people who like had a vision. Oh, yeah. He's like a Christian and he's never had visions. So 
like he's just sharing. You. I love everybody. All of them always say, "I'm not the I'm not that I'm kind not of guy." That, and I'm yeah. just like, and, and someone would be like, "What do you think about this?" And I'm like, "What does your Bible say?" Like, just yeah. you have the Bible, and because we are, we know that there's like some not so truth in this, but we want to believe it because we want to know whether good or bad, but we want to know what's going to happen. Right. So we want to base our trust in that when really God wants us to uh, just lean on him, trust in him and not on our own like preparation. And, and uh, of course there's a lot to be said to, you know, to be wise and prepare and do what you need to do to protect your family. Yeah. It's a crazy time, but you know, our parents have lived through some interesting times, Soviet union falling apart, like, Nothing new under the sun. I think we like to think that, you know, we're the only ones going through hard days. But uh, so tell us a little bit, just background. Um, how did you get into working in law enforcement? Um, how did you end up in it? You know? And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the quick, uh, yeah, quick story about it is I was never looking to work for law enforcement. I wasn't interested in in it. I was actually pursuing a different career and someone there got hired and they're like, Hey, you should apply. You'd like it. And I was like, I don't even know what they do. Um, yeah. Cause you were never really like into being a cop. Like I remember, no. I remember when you started applying, it was like, Oh, what? Like that's, you never even yeah. talked about it. Yeah. It was actually kind of like, and who knows, maybe it is a stepping stone right. to get somewhere else. Um, but I do at the moment right now, I do feel called in it and I, and I feel like I'm, I'm to be uh, faithful and to stay there and do my job as faithfully as I can. And but yeah, I just stumbled upon it and I filled out an application. I sent it off, and then another piece of paper came. That I sent that off, and then like over a span of like I don't know six to nine months, showing up to this, showing up to that. But I was just going about my normal life, and then uh, eventually, you know, after all the tests and stuff, I was there like, you wanna you want to work for us? I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so I really do see like God just kind of placed me there and whether, you know, I wasn't like, you know, giving up my friends and family to just get into something, you know, right. like you often hear like the hope and dream. Yeah. Like, Go out of my way and yeah. rebuild my whole life. But too. yeah, I, I think it just kind of came, just came upon this job and I was like, Okay, and I actually really enjoy it right now. Do you I mean, feel like aspects. it's like grown on you a little bit? Like, at first you were like, "Okay, I'm doing this," and now you're like, "Hmm, yeah, I, I kind of got this," and like, I actually value yeah. this job. I like, you know how like sometimes you get into a job. I've had this where you just took it out of practicality. Like, mm-hmm. I got to provide for my family. I got to yeah. work hard. But then you get into it, and you're like, God put me here, and I actually understand this job pretty well and I'm actually like enjoying it mm. uh, yeah but I, I think that's just me in any situation if I'm if I'm in like a position of some sort I'm not gonna be like well I'm just here to like fill the seat right I feel like I have to like exceed and go above and beyond and um, so yeah I definitely see it with this job where it's like okay well I see what a bad cop does. Mm-hmm. I know what a co- good cop should do, and I think that's the kind of direction I want my agency to go. And I I want to influence those around me um, mm-hmm. to do a good job myself. And yeah, 
Well, yeah, we'll talk about good cop, bad cop in a little bit here. Um, but just maybe giving us, again, this is kind of fun because, so I listened to you do an episode with uh, our friends down in uh, Marysville. Uh, and it's fun because it's like, you know, we're all friends. We all like know each other all of our lives. But then there's certain aspects of our lives that we don't know as much, like our careers especially. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we deal with stuff. Um, so especially for people who like don't know law enforcement people and, and like tell us about like the day in the life of 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 work you know working in law enforcement and yeah uh what it's like maybe some of the misconceptions people have yeah i think with law enforcement is it, it is very misunderstood like even with how i misunderstood it when i was not in law enforcement hmm. like i get what people think and i and also especially as russian folks because <laughs> it's like you're a traitor. Well, not <laughs> to, even that. people. <laughs> but like Russians in general, what is it about us that we grew up like, oh shoot, there's a cop. Like, wait, wh- why? Well, number one, ru- uh, cops weren't great. Uh, right, they were all corrupt. People in Russia. Yeah. There was like, you don't know what he's going to do, you know. Um, they had they had reason to fear. Here it's completely different. But um, yeah, we, as far as cops go, they're just regular people there's some guys who who really identify themselves that's 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 all of them right and it's because that's all they have really and just like you see someone else in in another career i don't know firefighting nursing you know you see people with t-shirts i'm a nurse and blah blah blah. like there's there's definitely that but also why it's a little more strong with cops when they identify themselves with that's like their identity is is because there is no really other job that really understands them mm. as that job because these are people who are normal, you know, moms and dads and brothers and but at the same time they're people who see um like fairly regularly, you know, people in distress, emergencies, you know, blood and gore, dead bodies, um really, you know, gut-wrenching difficult stuff to see and not just to see like a movie but you have to you're in there with your hands dirty and um they have to be there to calm that situation down so they have to be in control of themselves their emotions and that situation and this is just like that's you know some someone gets up in the morning gets their cup of coffee goes to their car and drives to work and sits there with their you know, whatever computer and they write up what they need to do. I don't know, insurance claims and quotes and whatever. But this is like a person who's like, you know, kisses their kids goodbye or, you know, to go to work and gets their coffee and then goes. And then like, you know, next hour you're like running through a field, running after some guy who was just, who just, you know, running after he stabbed someone Mm -hmm. or on scene to like someone who's dying and you're trying to get them out of a car and uh or you know just or coming to a scene where a child has been seriously hurt or injured possibly by someone else and that's a whole you know especially when kids get involved it's like it hits you hard and then at the end of the day you come home hey guys sit down for dinner right and you go about your day and i think people do not understand that Mm. and you know there's statistics everywhere and we see them especially right now with cops being on the headlines all the time these days but um 
yeah, police see like, I don't know, like 500% more blood and gore and traumatic um, things than, than a normal civilian, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's what people don't understand. It's not like a, a cop is just like all about, he's sitting there with his law book and he's always just studying everything up and then he's going out to enforce it and just to slam everyone yeah. as much as he can. Like these are just normal people. And that's why you see them in these kind of difficult situations and they don't, you know, they're not these heroes that rise up to the occasion because they're just normal people. Like, yeah. And they make mistakes. And of course, I think if you've made a mistake that is, you know, I, I think we can talk about what's going on in the news, but all that. But if you if you take someone's life and you weren't supposed to because of your poor judgment, I think there definitely should be repercussion. You know, you're not yeah. you're not excused. Yeah. Um, but it's just that's kind of like there's the a life of a law enforcement. Yeah. yeah, I've. Yeah, I think people just don't understand the kind of people that. Um, are just among them, but they see this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they're called to all the blood and gore that's going on yeah. in the county where you're just driving along complaining about the traffic or something. And we probably, just hearing some of your stories, um, just sitting around talking with the guys or whatever, <clears throat> we have no idea how much violence is happening mm-hmm. all yeah. around us every day, mm-hmm. uh, most of us ordinary folks. You know, I think it's sort of comparable to like in the healthcare field, working in the ER or ICU, uh, where you like, you come, you know, come to work and it's like, oh, I'm clocking in and I'm hearing screaming and, you know, blood and stuff. But I think that being a cop is even, I think there's a more intense factor because of the violence. So like, you know, in, in healthcare, we deal with people's pain and like blood and guts, but not necessarily violence, which is like a whole nother element, I think. Yeah, and people like legitimately want to kill you. Right. I don't think I don't know how many normal civilians have experienced that where someone is right. trying to kill them and you're fending for your life or you know, it's just you know, trying to run from death. It's just um it takes it takes a little bit it changes something in you, you know. Hmm. Was it something that you were worried about going in? No. No, I, I, I didn't think it was so um, busy. And even though we, you know, here in Whatcom County, is is uh, is not as busy as somewhere, you know, like right. LA or Chicago or even Seattle. Um, but it's still like there's plenty that goes on. You know. Well, in in today's political world where everybody has a smartphone and everybody could be live on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, like mm-hmm. at any moment. Yeah. You know, like some of the stuff with Moscow, Idaho, guys getting arrested and stuff. Like oh, man. this sleepy little farm town in Idaho, and then it's like, yep, you are now in national news. Like, yeah. No one is no one is hidden. Every and especially, I think probably yeah. police feel this way because it's like, shoot, man, like we're all we're all on the on the stage, sort of. Well, I don't, yeah, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I, I prefer, I don't know, as many cameras as you can. If I get, sometimes I go up to a traffic stop and someone has a has their phone in my face and they're like, I'm recording you. I'm like, great, I'm recording you too. Like, how's your day? Yeah. And and I, people just want to, like, get you. Yeah. And it's like, um, just a normal guy. I want to make sure that you're not doing that and... 
have a good day. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, it, it's, and it's crazy that I've, I've said this to my other friends, but um, I've, I've been in, you know, high speed chases and fights and this and that, and, and I've arrested over hundreds of people. And I've rarely have had to go into like hardcore fights and these crazy intense bouts. Intense physical and 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 often t- and there's plenty of times where it could have gone that way. Mm-hmm. It's Easily. really yeah. It's it it takes just calm down, step back, and have a conversation or something. Like there's times when you don't have that. You have to just you know stop what's going on. And take care of the issue with whichever way you can to take control of the situation. But oftentimes, um, I think there's cops out there that just can't talk to mm. people. Mm-hmm. They can't like listen. Yeah. They just they're just like, okay, uh, this is a criminal violation. I have to take you in custody. And 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 they're not even saying this. They're just like that's on their mind. They're like, oh shoot, they're they're pulling away, and and like the whole. <laughs> The whole sky comes crashing yeah. down, and they're just, um, huh? They, yeah, it just gets away from them. But I don't. It doesn't have to turn that way. Do you think that there's so? Uh, do you think there's more cops who are not as competent in these department, these aspects, than? less or like what has been your impression yeah, like no, working I think, with people you're yeah. like wow there's a lot of good people Ge- no i would say <clears throat> general majority of police they can talk to people but there's definitely people there that are like young and healthy and they're just they haven't either developed that or they've never learned that or in a way where is there enough training on it do you think no, no. And, and some of it is not even training. Like you can tell someone, okay, you need to step back, listen to them. And, but some, you know, when things are from zero to a hundred and you can't bring that down, right? you're like, you're, you're uh, kind of making it get out of control by getting ramped up and trying to take control of a situation incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there's definitely not enough training with what we can do to, to help that, to mitigate that. I wonder if like, so like the thing is about being police, you know, like we, in the classic, like biblical, like, you know, the, the soldier, you know, bears the sword. And like, when you think of like the, the classic maybe soldier or protector of society, mm-hmm. you know, you're not thinking of someone who is uh, a really good people person. Um, you're not, you're not thinking, you're, you're thinking of someone with, uh, muscle and capacity. Yeah. 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 You know, you're not cause that what you're saying is like to be a good police officer, you have, there's a whole massive moral dimension that like, you gotta be a good person Mm -hmm. and you gotta be a person who's in control of their emotions, Mm -hmm. a person who can talk to people well, who can read people well, Mm -hmm. right? Like those yeah. skills above like being able to like cuff somebody, read them their rights, identify when someone is breaking the law, like a monkey can the do that. The technical stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the ma- the massive difference is going to be between uh, law enforcement who who have this deeper 
moral dimension. Yeah. And I, I guess I should have said this in the very beginning, but a disclaimer is I'm, I've been only employed for almost uh, seven years, so six going on seven soon. But And so I don't feel like I'm, I'm like the authority to say what's what and yeah. how every cop sh- should. Like I know the best ways and I'm, a, I'm an excellent cop. I'm still learning and I'm going to be always learning. Um, and there's cops that I, I come on scene that I'm backing up some, you know, some County guys, some, um, some PD guys. And, and you can see that they've been there for a while. Some, some have not, but they're just smooth and calm. They still have the control of the situation and they're listening and Mm -hmm. it's just like, that is good. And, um, and then you come to a scene, some guys just like going off and you're like dude chill like mm. you're obviously <laughs> losing control and um yeah there, there's there, there's different cops out there and um yeah it takes more than just like that robotic handcuff and going that especially with um society putting more and more on your job yeah you're more and you're, more expected yeah constantly. you were you're gonna do this but now yeah. you're in in marriage <laughs> like yeah. marriage counseling counseling and, with dvs and yeah. and then people call you and like my kid left the car and he won't come back in and they're like at a <laughs> at a rest stop and he said he's 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 not coming back i'm just like okay <laughs> and at that point i'm actually talking to the parents more than the kid yeah you yeah. know Man, that's crazy. So like, here's the thing for me, it's interesting, like I trace back even before you got into law enforcement. Um, I feel like it's even being in the Russian community and Russian people were, mm-hmm. you know, often, so like I, there's this mentality in the Russian community over from, you know, Soviet communism where basically you you understand that the government is corrupt. And so in order to survive, you got to kind of like get your way and, you know, under the table kind of stuff. And so there's this like mm-hmm. view of law enforcement and government that's like suspicious. But like, I feel like maybe it was because I watched a few like movies that like talk about law enforcement, like real experiences. I don't know how accurate they are, you know, cause movies are movies, mm-hmm. but like, um, you know, like end of watch or like something like that, where do you feel like those are some of those movies are pretty accurate? Uh, in terms of how they depict the challenges, the complexity. And again, that's like yeah, it's a broad Hollywood. question. Um, yeah, they're trying to entertain you. Um, but yeah. Um, I guess that's a broad question because some movies can be super accurate and some can be very inaccurate. Yeah. yeah For know. me, <clears throat> yeah, I guess the point I'm making is that um, I just have a ton of respect. Like I'm looking at even even cops who are not super great at being cops, like you respect the office, like, dang, man, that's a lot of on your shoulders writing. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you carry a gun, you, you're prosecuting criminals, you're, you're, you know, chasing after them, and then you're talking to, you know, you know, distressed moms who are crying at you about, you know, their flat tire. And, like, there's just so much moral yeah. uh, pressure. And, and, and I think it, to be a cop, to be a good cop, it takes a lot more than to be a good insurance salesman or you know grocery store manager or you know whatever it is because there's so much more demanding to be a good cop so there's a lot more respect to be given i feel like 
Yeah, and I guess to go to the 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 movie thing to say something about that is, I think, like <coughs> just a regular civilian, especially our keyboard warriors, think that they know exactly mm. what we do and how we should do it. Yeah, and you could see this with all the rhetoric that's being you know that's out there amongst the Antifa BLM, like. And off and and there's people that are activists in there that are willing to do like, um, okay, well, let's do like a scenario like where you're a cop, and all the time they've like shot the person when he's just like advancing or whatever, just like they people do not understand. And there's actually like a whole another law aspect to it. So people would watch some of these movies and they're like, okay, so you need to be like this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah I totally know what they should do. Yeah, and I watched that clip on Instagram. And that's not what they did. That's totally wrong. Yeah. Or I watched that clip and, you know, it was all good when it wasn't. Yeah. Um, so um, everyone wants to be right in that sense. And everyone wants to be... Feel like they know it all. Yeah, they, they know it. Um, but you will see from the cops right now is that they... Always is like, well, we don't know. Like, we don't know. And they're always slow to say. And that's because... Because of that, they know the job. Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's, there's got to be so much more to that. Yeah. Oh, there's so much more to that. Um, so and that's... Stuff can change in like a microsecond. Right, right. Um, and then just people don't understand how, you know, how weapons work and how they're used. Right. You know, how a, how a screwdriver can be a lot more lethal than a gun. Right. When you're up close to someone. You know, just things like that. Um, and also, as far as like where law enforcement is... It also depends on different regions. Mm. There's a different culture of law enforcement throughout, um, just like Russia, right. completely different than what it is here. I mean, right. in Russia, you see videos of like a cop, they'll have a fist fight, and then they're like, all right, get out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's just, and it's like only in Russia kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, there's stuff in other. I don't know, uh, agencies, you've, you've heard there's investigations into different agencies where they're all corrupt because yeah. the old guys did that. They taught the new guys to do this and this is just a bad agency. They got to mm -hmm. scratch that. They got to, they got to fix that. Um, and I, I feel like the farther West, uh, well, I don't know as much as I've seen, um, there's a lot more, I guess, um, accountability mm. in in our area as far as law enforcement goes uh is that like washington state or like west coast washington or? see i don't i've never worked at those yeah. other places but but from what i understand there it's pretty similar to where um cops are not like you guys are the best yeah. uh, you know the most awesome uh so you get to kind of do whatever you want over here there's a lot more like you suck because you're a cop and I'm going to get you. And mm -hmm. cops are just kind of more on their tippy toes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's all, it's kind of good in one sense. Keeps them sharper. I, yeah. I think it, it's good for authority to be, to, to remember that, especially, you know, where we live, that the people are, um, you're serving the people. Right. You're not just there, you know, flashing your badge, doing whatever you want. Right. And, um, so, Sometimes people see different clips from different places, from different behaviors and different cops. Um, it, it, it's it's also 
That's why it's so silly to have these national conversations of like, change this in the whole nation. Like that's gonna, like everything's different. Like, yeah, you cannot do like a blanket. Like, yeah. And, and I mean, and there's, it's sad because see, like, you know, movies of you think, you know what cops do, clips of what's going on, repeated clips on the news of how some innocent person got shot over and over and over again. Oftentimes it's not the case. Right. Um, and then I would go to a traffic stop, come up to a, to the side of the door and the person's shaking, like unable to control themselves because they're so frightened. You're going to just pull out the your right. gun and shoot them in the head. And they're just like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, it's the first time I've ever come across. Yeah. I'm like, like afraid of you, dude. Chill. Yeah. Like, how's your day? Like, what's going on? And and that's hmm. it. And it's so it's like funny. This false fear. It's funny because we're the most informed, right? But we have not even had a conversation with a cop. It's disproportionately reformed, informed because it's like yeah. you're informed by crazy videos. Yeah, but. Like, so, so, and I think maybe that, well, you know, we can get into that in a minute here, but like the, the hatred, mm-hmm. maybe a lot of that hatred is just masked fear. Yeah. I, 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 I'm sure that many of these people never even talk to a cop. Yeah. Never even ask them questions, ask them what they thought. Yeah. They're just being fed this. And we all know we live somewhat in, in an echo chamber yeah. if you're on social media. Yeah. Everything's curated to what you like and would maybe dislike and this and that. And so we're already um, separated this way where people are not having conversations. People are not listening to one another. People are shouting at one another through capital letters on right. Instagram and Twitter. You know, it's it's so unhealthy for our society. Right. So for you as a Christian, so like how, tell us about like, talk about how your view of law enforcement, your job has like molded and connected with your Christian convictions and your theology. Yeah. Well, it's really helpful to not just identify with the job, meaning Mm -hmm. like this is, this is all I am. I'm a cop, protector. And, and granted there are great officers out there who want to serve who are being cursed and hated on but they're like i'm here to help you anyways yeah and they're not christians they just they they respect the title and they want to serve the people right they, they say love me curse me you know i'm still going to show up when you call 911 which is which is great to see that in you know that that's very yeah, virtuous cool. um and but as a christian knowing that my identity is in Christ, I have this freedom to be there to serve in that way. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here to protect the weak. I'm here to serve those who need that assistance. Um, because there's a lot of people out there, you know, you, you know that you're wishing that your mom or dad, sister, whatever, can call 911 because someone's attacking them or, or, or they're in a hard situation and there's going to be help there. Right. And that's just God's design of law and order and the ability to live peaceably, right. To punish the evildoer. Someone needs to be there to, to, um, interject for the, for a victim, for one who's in need. Um, but identifying myself as a Christian also gives me the freedom to, um, not cling to this job as, Maybe others will. I mean, I see these cops that are arresting people for 
mandates and this and that that um, are that can be unconstitutional mm-hmm. and I would I can't ever see myself doing something like that because if I'm told to do something that violates someone's constitutional rights um, or is just straight up you know ungodly and violates their freedoms Mm -hmm. i have no problem to to quit that day and to to give my gun and badge and say well i can't do that Mm -hmm. uh and so it has that you have a higher principle right yeah and and you know that the one that you're answering to of course in my job to be faithful i have to respect my supervisor my sergeant and and my chain of command um and I have not ever had to do something that, you know, violates someone's freedom to where um, it's not um, godly and it and violates their constitutional rights. Although I am very, I would say I lean a lot more libertarian. Mm-hmm. For some people who don't know what that is, it's, um, it's not liberal. <laughs> it's, right. Meaning less laws yeah. a little bit and... More freedom for people to decide and choose, and mm-hmm. um, you're just there to keep the peace, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, yeah, that's the challenge of a, the law. It's like the Bible. It's interesting because, like, you know, when Paul says in Romans, like, you know, respect, like Romans 13, you know, I went back and read Romans 13 this past month. I was prepping for a sermon on, um, you know, Caesar, render to Caesar, what is mm-hmm. Caesar's. And it's just like, it's pretty interesting because it's actually very specific. Like Paul, Paul doesn't just say, oh, like respect the authorities. Like he goes on and on about like, he bears the sword. He is a servant of the Lord mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it's like, he's talking about pagan soldiers, like Roman soldiers, like, you know, maybe Jewish soldiers who don't respect Jesus. Like, well, he's talking to Romans. So obviously mm-hmm. he's, you know, but like, he's not talking about godly Christian soldiers. Yeah. He's just talking about men who bear arms uh, to uphold justice and law and order in society. And, and those men were not perfect. And yet, like God says, like, obey, like respect mm-hmm. the office, you know? Yeah. It, see, there's this, there's a lot of this like gung ho, like no way, no how you're not going to take my freedom away. But people don't really know the the levels and like at what point do you bear arms and fight the government like i i have it in my head like i know when to fight tyranny Mm -hmm. but um do you think that there's actually like a realistic threat of it i think so i think if if it comes to like second amendment rights because um that is the biggest step to take away people's um freedom Mm -hmm. people's ability to protect themselves and not be dependent on just the government. Right. I don't see I don't think that we are created to be dependent on a government, the state, the state to to protect us, to feed us. Um that that's not pay our bills. Yeah, and and I mean that's a whole big conversation that we go into and there's right. a lot there, but um because it's not there needs to be that that window open for people to be able to do what they need to do to protect themselves and their family, to provide for their family, and not rely on, on, on the government. Because that is, in a sense, 
your God. Right. When you start depending on all of it and you're willing to give up your whole freedom and, and your freedom to do this, that, and that, um, you are submitting it to the government, to the state as your God. Yeah. Well, and like that's an important, huge point because the reason why people today are so amped up and anxious uh, about politics is because um, politics has become God. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like um, was it? Francis Schaeffer said, um, if there is no absolutes by which to govern society, society becomes absolute. Mm-hmm. And like in our world, of course, politics is literally, it's, it's the religion of the secular exactly. world. It, it's their religion. They feel religiously about it. Mm-hmm. They defend it religiously. Um, and so we live in a world where the state is worshipped because the state is the only vehicle for our progress, the sanctification. Yeah, or um, any kind of change, um, heart change, yeah. um, moral change. Everything has to be... Everything is religion. But you see, that's, that's expected, right, from people who, have, who do not worship God. But you see this seeping into the church, churches, yeah. into Christians, the way they talk, the way they get riled up. And then you ask them what they think about a certain verse or Bible passage and they have no thoughts or yeah. ideas or like they don't, they're not so invested in it. Um, you know, when you ask them like life of the church questions and this and that, they, they have really nothing to say about it. But if you talk, talk politics, they get all fired up and it's like, right. And that just shows what's, what's inside. And I think that's when people get so discouraged and, and, and afraid because, when government and people is God, you know, is religion, um, you can't have any kind of control. When you're under God's control, you have peace in mm-hmm. that. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you're not going to have control either way. Yeah. But you can have peace in knowing that a good God is over all things. Well, and it also guides you, like you were saying. There is like a biblical balance to how you see the purpose of law enforcement mm-hmm. like you know the the basic genesis you know narrative shows us that god gives law enforcement god gives capital punishment you know mm-hmm. and, and government for the protection of justice among people yeah. and you know safety um and protect the weak and the helpless yeah. you know so there's limits there's rational limits that you as a christian law enforcement officer can like anchor yourself to has that uh do you feel like that gives you a slightly different approach or vibe from other like people you work with or i mean obviously there are good police officers who are not believers um but have you felt like a like a difference or is that just more of a deeper like you understand more deeply why you do what you do you know well, I don't know, like those, you know, the, the deep inside what's going on in people's head, and and they probably can't see it, but can't see it in me, right? right? right. But I think uh, where you can see it is you're doing the same job, and you could be doing almost the same exact things, but you can be doing it in a completely different way mm-hmm. um, because you answer to God and. Um, there's people that I've arrested that say, dude, I've never experienced this kind of, you know, treatment. And it's been, it's been 
like very eye-opening. Thank mm. you so much for being for so respectful <laughs> and this and that. And these people are arrested, handcuffed in my back seat. Yeah. And um, and I you know just tell them, dude, you're made in the image of God. I have no um, right to disrespect you. You made a mistake. You're gonna you know be um, you're gonna answer for that. You know mm-hmm. you're still held responsible. But that doesn't mean I get to treat you like trash because I think I'm more superior than you mm-hmm. because I have authority or I have a badge to wave around. I'm like, I'm just like you, man. Hmm. Um, and people, and, and, and it comes through by the way you talk to them. Mm-hmm. And and people see this hmm. and they, um, yeah. And I think it that's, makes them feel that's the more biggest, human. yeah, I think that's the biggest difference. You, you know? call out the human in them. <laughs> yeah. And, and you'd have people who are complete, like just got out of prison joyriding, raising all kind of havoc. At one point you have them at gunpoint and you're trying to get them in custody. And, and then finally on the way to jail and, um, still at the end of it, they'd be like, Hey man, I'm so sorry about that. I, I, you know, Mm. you've been, you've been so good. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's the way you treat these people and perhaps they've been treated like some kind of trash and they act like you know yeah lesser lesser uh person yeah and that's how they act and of course there's people who make their decisions and they and they are responsible for those and it's not to take away from that it's just talking about like how i treat them because of my worldview knowing that it is it is god who is is over man right you know not man is over man there's something extra powerful about um, somebody who has power mm-hmm. and yet clearly uses it in a way that is serving the other, mm-hmm. even when that person is not worthy of it, especially in your job. I'm sure that's yeah. the case. People who hate you yeah, are I mean, still like respectful. Yeah, it comes to the authority because you mentioned Romans 13 where it says, um, be submit to your governing authorities. Mm-hmm. And it says, because all authority is come from God. Like right. he's established that authority. Right. So when we understand that we are not, and it goes into even, you know, like you as a husband, um, or, or in any leader, any position of authority or any leader should understand that, um, the authority that you have, you didn't just, you know, like we're born with it, or you didn't just wake up one morning and you're filled with this superpower authority. Authority is is has been delegated to you, mm-hmm. and you are to serve with mm-hmm. it. You, you don't wield it around as you wish. Mm-hmm. It doesn't belong to you. You're to be a steward of it. Right, right. And that humbles you to remember that this is not yours. You know, don't use it to to boast your own way around. Um, and also, you want to be as faithful as you can in that. Right. You know, how does God want you to wield that authority? It's to protect the victim, to help those in need, and to punish the evildoer. Mm-hmm. Like it straight up says that. Right, right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I I, uh, I get, like, I, you've mentioned, like, oh, maybe it's a stepping stone, blah, blah. But also, like, it's just, like, I'm always encouraged, like, hearing when we're hanging out, like, dang, that's so cool that we have cops like this. Like, I'm just... More cops like this, that makes our society better, and it really makes a difference, I think, especially on the lowest lowest 
you know, people in their lowest state, you can speak truth or, or embody that truth. Mm-hmm. And that, that'll be stuck, I think, with those guys, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. It goes, you can oftentimes hear these people and they'll be like, man, I've only talked to one other good cop or something. Like, mm. they remember. And these yeah. are people who are criminals who are like, you know, always running into cops. Yeah. But they know who are, who are the ones who took the time to talk. Yeah. And they know there's good ones out there. Hmm. So another thing I wanted to ask you about. So you're on this special team that you've been sent down uh, to the Seattle rioting. How mm-hmm. many times have you been down? Oh, I don't know. A Lost lot. count? Really? Yeah. So you, you feel like, so it, you've been down there a lot. I guess I felt, I felt like it was yeah. like four times or something you've been down there. No, uh, several weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, like total, I guess. There's some days where it calms down. Some days are like, nope, we got to go. Um, so are you there on like the front line with riot gear? Yeah. Wow. So like oftentimes the whole, the whole yeah. And, and we try shield. to switch off sometimes a lot of screaming in your face and gets a little old. It gets very tiring. Dang. And, and they're there with as much hate as you can imagine. Hmm. I feel like they don't even know what's going, like what's going on. It Like they, they have no capacity for conversation or anything it's just like full-on hate they don't want to talk they don't want um it's just it's crazy and also they have just like a swarms of these lawyers who are just standing around with lawyer hats writing everything down wow in case we do something wrong they could they could have their payout so it's basically like how far can you push it um and we have all you know everything we need to get the cop <laughs> it's just, crazy yeah and and um is definitely a political thing it's a political movement because these big crowds that are happening they can be ended right they can be stopped like we have the capability we have the manpower techniques. we have the techniques we have the tools but they take away this they take away that and then when they see something's working well they they want to pull that back it's like just enough to raise havoc at least that's what it looks like on the ground interesting um it's it yeah it's it's not it's it's just discouraging yeah that's a so it's not just like you know thousands of people just showing up and like people like the, the authorities are just totally like flustered and like have no idea what to do like there's there's clear pathways of yeah controlling yeah and it starts from in the streets yeah it's not being used right starts from ground up so as far as like tactics there's ways to disperse people there's ways to um catch them we arrest some of the people that raise i mean it's a stupid thing now to say like the most damage all a lot of them are causing damage that you would clearly get arrested on a normal right road or whatever town but um those who are causing the most crazy damage let's say you know throwing rocks or 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 whatever fireworks we've had guns you know fired in our direction and um just all these kinds of things we'll we'll arrest these people and then the very next night we see them in the crowd again yeah and that's like that's 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 the biggest thing that's so like I said, it starts from the ground up to politics. Um, I mean, I, I specifically go to Seattle, and it's very, 
liberal down Very there. Progressive. Yeah, they're so progressive. progressive. And then like during their whole chop chaz thing, that worked out really great for them. They got to live in their utopia. I know. It was some people got shot. Oh my goodness. It was it was a mess. They're like, Okay, if there's gonna be any more people shot it's like, of course, people are getting shot at still. Like, okay, we can't have that because it looks bad on us, mm-hmm. the progressives, because mm-hmm. we let these progressive ideas right. flesh out. Yeah, we, we actually, <laughs> we actually uh, let them realize the results that they were going to bring either yeah. way. So when, you're, um, when, you're th- when you were there on the front line, sort of like, did you ever like... I mean, obviously, maybe this is an obvious question, but was there constant concern of, like, your actual safety? Or did you feel pretty secure with your guys' like, tactics and whatever? Like, Or is it pretty tense? Like, are you pretty, like, tense, like, adrenaline-wise, like, on your watch, like, watching out? Yeah, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty on, on, you know, focused. It gets kind of hairy. If you're, like, farther back, it's, you're, you're more responding to things on the front. going down. but when you're up on the front line yeah there's there's people out there that just hate you vehemently like out of no re- like they've never met you and they're screaming in your face that they want you to die and your family to die and they're like mocking all the cops that were just killed recently and um it's crazy and <laughs> it's just... how, how can we be surprised but still it's like it's pretty amazing like it, it's not like it only happens on the left. It happens on both extreme sides, extreme left and extreme right. This like, like I hate your guts and I want you to die right now. Like, yeah. like to be able to show up to an event and to scream that at strangers all day long. Yeah. Like that's. And there, and, and there's just tons of them pointing and you like, you guys are murderers and you kill. Right. Black people and all, and all of us are victims. And it's like, Okay, I, I, I do my job as faithfully as I can, and I see all of these people in the image of God, how He created us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, there's like no, they, they don't see like the human behind there, right? And I don't even know <clears throat> how you get to that. Well, if you can't have a theology <clears throat> of human dignity, you, mm-hmm. there's no reason to believe that about right. people, right? That's what we're seeing in society right now. <clears throat> Do you, so like in terms of like proportion wise, was it mostly violent, mostly peaceful with some really violent times, like mostly just craziness <laughs> yeah. all the time? Or was it like kind of a, a mix? It's, it's funny that we start using these kind of uh, descriptors now, like mostly peaceful or mostly yeah. violent. like. It like was, the CNN headline with mostly peaceful protests, right? Like it's like buildings okay, in the so I guess the people who aren't <laughs> with the lighter lighting something, they're peaceful, although they're screaming and chanting and trying to get you from coming there, um, and they're you know throwing rocks and this and that. Um, and, no, and but I guess just, yeah, I'm still like I'm getting at that antagonism. Like you felt that that hatred from most of the people, rather than what people want to you know say like oh we're here for peaceful protesting we're not like cursing cops we're not yelling at them we're just protest we're we're trying to raise awareness on this issue yeah. or whatever you know no there's definitely a group of people that are that are out there that are trying to 
do a peaceful protest. But they're being totally, I feel like, drowned out. They're being drowned out, and there's, I feel like there's way more of the people who are just going nuts yeah. and take over the, the gathering. And then at that point, they just have a big mob now that mm-hmm. they can hide in and use. Um, but, I mean, does mostly peaceful mean you could block intersections or the freeway no. yeah. because there's ambulances that are trying to get to the hospital or this or that. It's like, yeah. that's, not no, peaceful. that's not peaceful. Um, I think peaceful is, you know, you're doing, you're abiding by the laws. Yeah. You're, well, some, I think there's room, there's some room there, right? If something civil is so terrible, there's some di- civil disobedience, but this is way past that. Like look at the MLK um, protests. Those were peaceful. Very different. Those were done with reason. They wanted to have a discussion. Yeah. Um, these, most of what's going on in Seattle, Chicago, um, Portland, those are not peaceful protests. There's and, no conversation. And they don't want to have a conversation. They want like a full-on takeover. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, that's what they preach. What mm-hmm. BLM Antifa said. Like, that's full on what they preach is we're, we're trained Marxist, right? To, to overthrow, to destabilize the government and to do our own thing. Mm. Crazy. So in terms of in the wake of it, like coming back through it and being, a, you know, doing your job back in town and last, just last month or so, like mm-hmm. how has that, how has, what's the vibe been for you? How has it changed? What's, you know, your, your duty as a police officer has been different. No, I mean, different. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's there, there's times when, when you're just in that negative, like soup Mm. (laughs) for so long, uh, it's, it's a big downer, right? Like all you hear is hatred and, and, and the news is all about how terrible the cops are. Um, so, and then a lot of cops are trying to do their job right, but it doesn't matter because you're a cop, you're, you're wrong and they're not protected. So there's some fear in that, um, cause the mob is ruling, right. which is not justice. Right. Um, and a lot of these people who are marching for these, these people, these, uh, victims, some of them are, you know, like what happened to George Floyd that should not have happened. Nobody agrees with that. No cop thinks that was right. okay. But a lot of these names that they shout out, they have not obviously read any of the reports. Reports. They have not been following it. They don't, they've just, it, it's almost like they're puppets and they're being told, okay, go riot. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's a lot of the families of the victims thinking. are like, horrified by the rioting they're like denouncing it yeah they're like this is stop stop you know yeah so like definitely there's a conversation to be had about race there's a conversation to be had about police brutality maybe even reform in certain areas right yeah but like uh this acid that surrounds us in society is it's drowning out all possibility of good change you know yeah i I, and and cops uh, as far as i mean we we full-on tell each other like we were having a just break time and it's like, hey, if I'm doing something that you think I shouldn't be doing, please step in, you know? Like, yeah. we have these kind of conversations. We're not like, oh, s- screw them. They don't know what they're talking about. We do everything perfect. No, we're people who make mistakes. And um, 
we should be accountable to the mistakes we make. But yeah. Wrapping up here. So like just as Christians, like I, I hate, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's why I don't like talking too much about politics these days because it just becomes this acidic negative environment like we were saying earlier. What would you say just from like your perspective as a Christian, as a leader in the church and as a law enforcement officer, like just some takeaways on like things that we should be doing, things that we should be thinking in this time? Like what should be our response as Christians mm-hmm. in some bullet points or some basic ideas? Yeah, I would say that the most important thing we can do is to listen to one another, mm-hmm. to talk and to have conversations, to not be so like overwhelmed when you hear someone else's opinion that you don't agree with. and Because that is the most toxic thing when we can't have conversation, when we can't disagree on something mm. and talk it out. Um, I, I try to practice that in my life i listen to people who i don't necessarily agree with because i want to hear what what are they talking about like what is what is troubling to them right and and what can i learn about that Mm -hmm. um it's not to think that if there's a side and i'm staying on that side and whatever happens i'm not changing or moving there's a lot of um you know police stuff like you know cops doing doing stuff that is totally unconstitutional like just because they're cops doesn't mean i'm supporting them right i'm gonna speak against evil wherever it is um but i think as christians we need to learn wherever we are is to just have conversation to listen to others and to to have the humility to be like open-minded right to not be afraid to face truth yeah even if that truth means uh, correcting some of your misconceptions, yeah. right? Yeah, and and above it all, to know that Jesus is king. I mean, we talked about the riots and stuff like that, and some people get just really discouraged and riled up when they hear about this. I'm like, I can't believe they did this and this and that. But at the end of it all, um, Jesus is king. He yeah. is Lord, and, and uh, we're to submit to him. And, and the number one thing that I always tell my friends, my group, my my family is, um, you do what you need to do as far as a Christian, which is, um, live your life, love your family, serve your family, serve those around you, your neighbors. Um, we know like the practical, normal day to day life we need to do. And in turn, God will send people and relationships where we can have those conversations, those tough conversations. And when we are focused on um, glorifying him mm-hmm. and not trying to uh, protect or um, defend like all Republicans at no right. cost. It's right. like, that's not the alliance, you know, that's not who you should be fighting you get, for. Yeah, we get, you and, get sucked into this binary. Yeah. It's like, basically, if I, if I so much as critique anything that conservative people have done, Mm-hmm. Oh, what are you? Are you a liberal now? Are you voting Democrat? Are you? Uh, are right. you for killing babies in the womb? Like, yeah. boom! Like, wait, wait, wait! How did that escalate quickly? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, you can be for conservative values, and one of those values is all people are corruptible. Conservatives yeah. believe that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so none of us are above critique. 
Yeah. So yeah. I, I think as Christians, it's so important for us to be very careful not to have our allegiances be firmly tied to the this political movement or that yeah. political movement, right? Yeah, it's not bad to be um, patriotic. Right. And to love your country, to serve your country. Um, but that also means to love your neighbor. And to love your neighbor means you have the humility and love to listen to your neighbor. Right. If your neighbor is having a very difficult time um, because they're of some different race and stuff like that, and you're not seeing that, um, maybe you're not loving your neighbor. You're not mm -hmm. listening to him because mm -hmm. you think it's a whole bunch of, you know, political whatever. But, but having the time to build those relationships and listen to another is going to really be a blessing to our, our community and to this toxic time that we live in. Well, and it's liberating to discover that you're not always right because yeah. then you can be skeptical of some of your fears. You yeah. Know, you can be like, Oh, they're so evil. They're coming to get my kids. It's like, um, yeah, in some spec, you know, there are very evil people, but also, you know, there's a way for me to, see people and see that they have arguments that I haven't thought about. And yeah. even through that, you know, like, again, I was just thinking about it, like, dang, you know, what is it going to mean for Christians to be a political witness, you know, in an age when everybody's so divided that Christians are only on this side and not on that side. And then like, but who's going to evangelize to those guys? Like you have mm -hmm. to, you have to hold to your conservative values. You have to uphold, you know, this country, love it, protect the law, respect law enforcement, and yet don't forget, as a Christian, you're you're, you're called to make disciples of all nations. Yeah, which means going across the street and talking to your, you know. Yeah, and we can go on forever, honestly, and because I think there's plenty of questions like, well, yeah. what about the bad laws, and what about, um, you know, it, it could keep going on and yeah. on, um, but I think in 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 general, if we just wrapping it up is to love your neighbor, to listen to your neighbor, um, have that conversation, you know, just cause someone has a Biden sign outside their, outside their yard. It doesn't mean that they're the worst human in the world or vice they, versa. They probably know. never met a normal person who voted for Trump because they're in their bubble. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Man. Well, Hey, thanks so much for making the time today. I think it's been a super helpful conversation. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to let us know what you thought, um, send us a message on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, this video will, this uh, episode is also a video. It'll be on YouTube. So we have a couple of episodes that we've done video versions as well. Check out well-said.org. That's kind of like the home base of the podcast. And it's a blog where I post articles weekly and, uh, let us know what you thought. Leave a review on iTunes if you have a moment, cause that helps other people find the show. And thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys again soon.